This goes out to all my baby mamas. I got love for all my baby mamas. Good morning, kings and queens. And I want to give a special shout out to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. I just want to say I'm grateful to just be alive and I have survived to be a mother again. I've been a mother for 12 years now and it has been um, a crazy roller coaster experience. And shoot, I'm surprised I made it this far, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to to have made it this far so all the moms out there shout out to you doing your thing and congratulations you've made it to another year baby celebrate yourself so today i woke up this morning got the kids on to school and i'm like today was a good day like so far started off pretty good i don't have work today I do have, I will be at work on the day of Mother's Day. So if you're listening to this and it's Mother's Day, I am at work. Come through, tip me. But yeah, so today is actually Friday that I'm recording. So, um, and it's the last day of school and I had a good morning with my kids. Like my sister had got the kids yesterday for me for a couple hours and I was able to cook dinner in peace and sit back and catch up on my TV show Insecure. Even though the season is over, ended on season five, I haven't watched it since season three. So for like the past couple of weeks, I've been catching up on season four and season five. Love the show. Sad that it's over, but it is what it is. And then also I started to get into a TV show called Flight Attendant on HBO. It's really good so far. I'm on, I think, the second or third episode and I'm I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling it. So these past couple of days, like earlier this week was a little rough for me because I was going through some things. But I'm working on it. You know, I feel like especially as a mom, we get challenges thrown at us every day, every week, every month, every year. And then we have these moments where we kind of can breathe and that's where I'm at right now I feel like I can breathe I got through some of the things that were um bothering me I still have some things I need to work on but shoot there's always today there's always tomorrow there's always an opportunity to work on the things that I need to work on but um yeah so dropped the kids off to school and one of the other parents that was dropping their kids off in school was like hey I was listening to one of your episodes like it was good and I'm like really Ooh, thank you so much I'm surprised because I don't really talk to them that much but they actually tuned into one of my episodes hopefully they listen to and everyone listens to all the episodes I really would appreciate it Dickback seems to be doing the best like Dickback is at like 70 uh downloads right now um my first episode is single fathers are tapped uh, top tier and then um dick backs is the second one and the third one that i just released the other day is um think the fuck again but yeah i really appreciate everyone who is supporting of my podcast and listening and tuning in shout out to you i love you thank you and also just her saying something to me about my podcast really inspire me to get my butt home and do my next episode that I've been planning on doing I just didn't know the proper time when I was going to do it because as you guys know I am a working mother single mother at that so my time is very limited to what I can and cannot do so I'm getting a hang of recording and trying to put out an episode and not have you guys wait so long for another episode so bear with me I'm learning everything as far as like recording audio quality my mic and you know just trying to upgrade and take this as serious as possible and learn on the way so the funny thing is um I have this board by my bed that has like my goals and it has like um a f inspirational quotes and stuff I try to motivate myself 
to accomplish my goals and love myself, to remind myself to give myself grace and forgive myself all the time. So I have this uh, dry erase board with everything on it. And it's funny because two years ago, I want to say two, three years ago is when I got the board. And on the board, it was stuff like as far as about a podcast and things I want to do with my podcast and things that I need to do to actually get my podcast published and yada, yada, yada. So I wrote that on there so long ago to the point where I can't even erase it because like I can't just draw. I got I got to get some cleaning products and actually erase it that way. Because it's been on there so long that it's like embedded in the board, which is actually very um, cute because now I'm actually putting my podcast out there, even though the idea of making a podcast started back in like 2018, I want to say, and I've been learning and trying to figure out what to do and trying to find the right time to do everything and then I was on Facebook one day and this girl was like she made a video was like I don't know who needs to hear this but you need to just put your work out there do what you got to do she it was just this motivational little video basically like stop holding off on your craft like stop trying to wait until everything is perfect or the right time to do things just put it out there so i was like you know what i really needed to hear that so shout out to you nicole nicole on facebook she actually um inspired me to just put my episodes out there so I know that my episodes may not be top notch or the best, but it's out there. I'm starting somewhere and I know that I'm going to just get better over time. So I appreciate everyone helping or, you know, giving me advice and encouraging me and giving me feedback and stuff like that. So I appreciate you guys. So also, so I get home, I go get my coffee like always. I'm a coffee freak. So I get my coffee and I'm just sitting scrolling on Instagram thinking about, you know, making a post or something because I I just need people to know what I'm doing and what's going on and if you can support me in any type of ways. But anyway, first thing I see is this girl with slobber and shit all around her mouth and she's like, if you ain't, if your face don't look like this, you ain't sucking dick right. And I'm like, huh? So I, I click on it and to continue watching the video. And basically, she was sucking a nigga's dick in the middle of her being, like, in, in the moment of her being live. And she felt like she needed to get up from sucking the dude's dick and show everybody what her face looks like when you sucking dick or whatever. And then she went back down and finished them off or whatever. Shout out to you, Super Throat. But... I'm just sitting here thinking like, damn, every, there's no fucking limit to what people put on the internet, which is absolutely like crazy to me. But at the same time, hey, you like it. I love it. Do you love it? I like it. Do what makes you happy. Do what you got to do for yourself. Like, who am I to judge? You know what I mean? I don't know what that girl got going on. I don't know what she trying to do or trying to prove. But it just goes to show you like people don't people will go like people don't have a limit on where they will go to get what they want in life um I do have limits <laughs> myself but uh you know who am I to judge like I'm not judging no one like I can't I, I just can't judge you like I just can't like for real but it reminded me of a post that I seen not too long ago on the shade room where Ray J I guess was airing out his stuff with Kim Kardashian and their drama from what 20 years ago Kim Kardashian and Ray J released the sex tape and basically he was saying that it was a planned out scandal that they planned out to I guess get you know attention to to get their names in the media and all this other stuff and it worked honestly um Kim Kardashian basically not only is her father famous, but he's famous for getting OJ off of murder for murdering his wife. So 
supposedly he murdered her. I, I We don't know, but he's not guilty. He's free. But her father's famous from that, and she needed to get famous, I guess, or wanted to get more famous than what she was, besides being a rich kid. Um, so her and her boyfriend, and her boyfriend has some clout from, you know, Brandy being his sister, Moesha, and all that stuff, and him being on TV. So she gets with her boyfriend, and they decide to release a sex tape. Like, supposedly, Kris Jenner, um, you know, came up with this idea and supported it for them to release it, and yeah I guess it worked like I'm kind of surprised that that was like a real thing for them to do but then again I'm not surprised because <clears throat> people are actually doing that today like it's becoming or it has became a big thing for people to release their sex tape to get a lot of clout to get a lot of attention you know just be all up in the media and stuff like people want to be talked about people want to be famous people want an opportunity to make money you know up their sales and all this stuff so I guess the fastest or quickest way to do that is to release a sex tape. I don't know if the accusations are true that Ray J said that they planned on releasing a sex tape, but like I said, I don't put it past them because um who did it? Mimi and her little weird looking boyfriend from Love and Hip Hop did the same thing too. And I feel like her views on Love and Hip Hop was like declining because Jocelyn Hernandez was definitely the show of love and hip-hop like she was damn near running that show on some real shit Stevie J and Jocelyn Hernandez was was the ones or whatever and I feel like Mimi she needed to like up one or have one um up on them in ratings so she and her boyfriend released a whole produced um porno pretty much like and made it seem like it was a sex leak or whatever and I think her boyfriend was Nino or something like that he actually said that it was planned because I know people were dragging him for releasing it like nigga why would you do that type shit like Mimi would never do that she's like a classy girl yada 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 but come to find out like that was something that they planned on doing and I think it was released on the reunion for love and hip-hop how Mimi and her boyfriend actually planned on you know releasing this and stuff but I think it was all for ratings and numbers and to make money um more and more people are doing it more and more people are like literally releasing sex tapes to get their name in the media it's for clout for sales whatever so I don't put it past anybody but Basically, <clears throat> it goes to show you, like, as soon as I get on social media, it's nothing but drama, 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 and sex, sex, sex. Sex fucking sells. Everybody wants to know what the fuck is going on in people's bedrooms. And I think that's why a lot of people are able to become damn near rich off of OnlyFans. Um, I was looking at this one girl's TikTok she was a Caucasian mother, single mother of, I think, like, three kids. And she basically was saying, like, look, I pretty much got rich off of OnlyFans. And I'm a regular woman from wherever she was from. And she decided to start an OnlyFans page. And it did so good after a while that she was able to quit her 9 to 5, her daytime job. So, basically, she makes money in her sleep. And she wakes up and she's able to take care of her children and be there for her children all the time, the way that she wants to, you know. And then with the money that she made from OnlyFans, she invested it into businesses. So now she has businesses and she's an entrepreneur. So OnlyFans was the gateway for her to actually get some money. Um, I don't know how exactly I feel about OnlyFans only thing that I can say about OnlyFans is that you know people are <laughs> making money and I don't I just almost feel like I don't know what's right or wrong anymore the way that people are out here getting it um I just say <laughs> if you're doing whatever you can do or have to do to take care of your children who am I to judge who am, like what 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 can I say you know what I mean like I don't know I think um this is a part of the reason why I 
wanted to start my podcast. So like starting my podcast will open a lot of opportunities for me and you know, I could eventually monetize from podcasting. So I get it. I get that people are taking more of an entrepreneurship lead in their finances. Like they're just like, hey, I'm gonna just go get my own money. I'm tired of working for the other person. And I feel the same way. Like I don't really want to work for other people for the rest of my life. Like I don't want to retire off of <clears throat> somebody else benefiting off of me for so many years. I want to retire off of what I've created for myself. So I definitely been working on my businesses and my brand and building myself and my entrepreneurship. So I completely get it. Um, I just think that people don't have a limit to how far they will go. And we have definitely seen that, especially during COVID. A lot of people were out of jobs. A lot of people weren't able to take care of their kids because they had no school, no babysitter and all that stuff. And they were staying home on unemployment. And the funny thing about unemployment, some people had a lot of shit to say about whoever was on unemployment as if we wasn't in the middle of a damn pandemic. Like, the fuck? Why are you mad that people are on unemployment? Like, obviously, it's available for a reason. So people are like, yeah, people are making more money on unemployment than they would working a job. Yeah, you're talking about people that work at maybe McDonald's or something like that. But from what I heard at Taco Bell, they paying like, what, $20 an hour? That's not even minimum wage in New Jersey. In New Jersey, minimum wage is like $12 or something like that. Um, from what I heard, Taco Bell is paying school tuitions. You get medical insurance. Um what else does Taco Bell have going on? Oh, yeah, they pay more than minimum wage. So I don't know if that people on that were on unemployment were exactly making more money than they were working their regular jobs. It's absolutely crazy. They were giving out um, a credit or something like $600 a week or $300 a week or something like that. But nobody was paying attention to inflation. Like everything was going up. Everything has gone up and it's still going up. The cost of food, the cost of living, everything has gone up. And I don't understand how we can kick or people can kick people's back in for being on unemployment. But each their own, whatever floats your boat, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel like you can get through your day easier than, hey, go, go, go for it. Long as you ain't hurting nobody else. I mean, what can I say? So since today is Mother's Day, I want to talk about being a mommy. Like I said, I'm a mother myself. I have a 12 year old and a five year old and I am a single mother. And my kids are far apart, as you can see. I started, I I became a young mother. I was a mother at the age of 18. Um, I had my daughter halfway through my 12th year in high school. And I've had my challenges. It was very, very hard. Like, don't get me wrong. (laughs) And it still is. It, it, It has gotten easier because I've learned different techniques and different things that work for me or work for my kids as individuals. And you know, it's a it's a process. It's not overnight. You don't just become a mom as soon as you pop your pussy. Um, you don't just become a mom as soon as you pop, you know, a baby out. It just doesn't work that way. I feel like you become more and more of a mom the more you try, the more experience you have. You're like a mother times two. Like I felt like I was a mom when I had my child, then I became a mother times two when I had my second child. Um, yeah, I remember when I was going to cosmetology school, it was really hard because my daughter had to go to daycare. I was in cosmetology school from 9am to about 4pm, which was most of the day. So it was hard for me to like have a job and then also mother, like be there for my child and stuff like that. It was just overwhelming for me at first. And I remember this lady, I ended up taking my daughter out of daycare because daycare was just like the hardest part, um, trying to get, get there on time and meet all the requirements and yada, yada, yada. And then also trying to get to school on time, because if you weren't at cosmetology school on time, they told you, you had to either go home or you had to 
uh, come back in an hour. Like you had to sit out. You couldn't be in the building. You had to sit outside until like another hour or whatever. Like they were really strict. And when you go to cosmetology school, like the school I went to, I paid $17,000 for my tuition and time is money. So it's like every day that you're there, every hour that you're there, you're paying for. So for you to turn around and tell me that I can't come in because I'm five minutes late was very aggravating. And sometimes I sat in my car crying like, oh my God, like I didn't make it to school on time and I got to miss out on an hour that I'm paying for. It was just so bizarre to me. And it was just like, I couldn't wait to get this over with get done with cosmetology school like it was way more than I thought it would be I thought it would be easy because I've always done hair since I was like in second grade doing my doll baby's hair and then I would do my little sister's hair and then I started doing kids in the neighborhood's hair I started you know, going to like my cousin's shop and playing with their little mannequins that they had. My older cousin, <clears throat> my older cousins were, they had a salon and I looked up to them a lot and I wanted to be just like them. I'm like, oh, they're so cute. They always doing everyone's hair. They're up like, my cousins is bad. Okay. Still bad to this day. It was even better back in the day. And I just wanted to be just like them. I wanted to have a salon. I wanted... My cousin used to have fashion shows, like hair shows and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, my God, did, my cousin is the shit. Like, I, I just thought they were so amazing. So I wanted to be like them. So when I was in cosmetology school, that's what kept me going was like, I know that one day this is going to be over. This is going to be behind me. And one day I'm going to be that bad bitch like my cousins. So Shout out to my cousins for inspiring me, loving me, and supporting me through this journey. Um, but yeah, so so I took my daughter out of daycare and put th this woman, this lady, who's actually a good friend of the family, says she would watch my daughter for me while I went to school, which helped out a lot because she was retired. She didn't have anything to really do. She was very flexible. She was very understanding and she was very supportive and kind and loving. It was just amazing. And I thank God for her. Like she just really helped me out a lot. And I don't know if I would have been able to get through cosmetology school without her. Like, I don't know if I would have got through it. I don't know if I would have been as sane as I was by the time I left cosmetology school. Um, like, I remember coming to pick up my daughter, and she would be like, you don't have to hurry up and leave. Like, sit down, breathe. Let me make you something to eat. When the last time you ate? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, let me make you something to eat. You and the you know, baby can sit down and eat dinner here. Like, she was just very understanding, and um, she knew what I was going through without even me having to say anything. Um, so I end up talking to her about some of the things that I was going through um and my worries and my concerns and she was like baby girl I understand she was like everything is going to be all right you keep on working and fighting for what you want in life and everything is going to work out I mean even like I was having problems in my relationship at the time um and even just that dynamic she was like you know don't worry about it you know, I, I even was like talking about people helping me. It was like, I don't really like people helping me or like giving handouts or I don't really want to collect food stamps and all this other stuff and yada, yada. And she was just like, girl, anything you can get for free, get it. If you can go to school for free, do it. If you can get any type of help with food medical insurance, anything. If anybody wants to help you watch your kid or help you with your car, help you with anything, take it. And I was like, why though? Isn't that like using people or like, you know, I, I thought that was being weak, like just taking everything that is for free. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. She was like, obviously they have 
requirements for you to meet. And if you're eligible, that means that you need it. So why not take what you are eligible to get? There's people in this world that are not eligible for a reason. She was like, take what you want to get, what you can get. Do what you can do to make it. She was like, if somebody's mad at you for trying your best or doing whatever you want to do and then sitting back and saying this is too much I need help those people are not people for you those are people you don't need to be around and I feel like that was like the greatest one of the greatest advice that I got in my early adulthood because I just did not know what to do like I really didn't know what to do about a lot of different things so moving forward I little by little became more open minded to receiving help from different people and, you know, just counting my blessings and being grateful. I remember she said it's going to be a point in time where people aren't going to be able to help you. They may not be. So, you know, whenever someone is here to help you or able to do things for you just you know, take it for what it is. So basically I'm sharing that with all of you guys to say that, you know, forget be give yourself grace when you need help like if you need help go ahead and get get it do what you gotta do and don't don't fuck with people that judge you based on the fact that you need help because everybody needs help at some point in time like nobody is out here like really doing every single thing on their own I see a lot of people that sit here and claim that they're independent or say that they're independent, which for the most part there they are. But it has been a point in time where you needed help from whether it was friends, family, um, the government, the community. I mean, I don't know anyone that has done anything that didn't ask for help from somebody at some point in time, even if it's your mom and dad, like your mom and dad don't have to help you out when you're grown. But if they are and you're taking it, you are one of those people that are asking for help. Nobody is entitled to help you when you're grown. So actually, for this episode, I was supposed to have a co-host with me, I guess, but things didn't work out. Um, and it's fine. The show must go on. I'll have the lady, my friend, actually, she's a good friend of mine. I'll have her on the show another time. Um, but I, I'm, look, I'm serious about what I'm doing right now. So I have to just push what I can push out there when I can push it and do what I can do when I can do it. Cause like y'all know, time is limited when you're a mother. But anyway, so I want to get more back into being a mother and child let me tell you something it's I feel like every stage of being a mother has its challenges and okay so at first when you first have a baby I feel like the challenge is trying to balance your life because it changes so much you have a crying baby who constantly needs you every waking moment literally and then you have to teach them to to eat right you know like eat certain foods and drink you know make sure they're latching on (laughs) you teach them how to walk potty train them teach them how to talk um teach them abcs one two threes like it's just so many different um like chapters in parenting and raising a child and it I I, I want to say it gets easier, but not really, because then you're faced with another challenge. Um, I feel like my daughter and my son are two different people. So it's like they have two different personalities. So raising them was pretty much the same, but a little bit different because what worked for my daughter didn't work for my son or what works for my son didn't work for my daughter. Like my daughter was easy when it came to feeding because she would just eat anything like she was greedy my son is very picky he don't eat eggs he don't eat any type of potatoes french fries potatoes none of that so I mean he's never done that ever it's so weird to me and then he's not like a um a cupcake well a sweets eater he doesn't eat cookies like he does he's not well he's more of a candy person now but he like never really liked candy or sweets or anything it was so different with them 
even with potty training, like obviously it's easier to potty train. Well, you have girls and you have boys. So the potty training is different. I felt like with my son, it was a lot easier to get him to pee, but it was harder to get him to poop in the potty. My daughter was the opposite. It was easier to get her to poop, but it wasn't easy to get her to pee. I feel like the most ghetto thing about being a parent is actually being a single parent and co-parenting. I absolutely do not like co-parenting at all. It's highly not recommended for me. I mean, you if you have to co-parent, you got to do what you got to do. But it is absolutely annoying. I hate that dynamic. Um, my daughter, you know, really, really loves her dad. Like, when... When she was conceived, she was basically conceived out of love. Like, me and her dad was, like, really, really in love when we had her. And she grew up most of her, you know, life so far with her dad in her life. But my son is the opposite. Like, me and when we conceived her, I mean him, we were really rocky, going through, like, a hard, hard time. And a baby was conceived in the process, and I was like what the fuck like this shit crazy as hell I just honestly I didn't know if I wanted to keep him or not like I didn't know what I want to do because I, I knew that me and him wasn't gonna work out and it would be best for us to separate like not be together and stuff because things were really really toxic at one point so basically my son never seen his mom and dad together like that he never he knows he has a mom, he knows he has a dad, obviously, but he never seen us together. So the whole dynamic of me being a single mother is harder on my daughter than it is my son. My son's like, look, I don't care. I'm with the shits. Like, what's up, dad? What's up, mom? I love you. You know, he okay with it. But my daughter, she's not. She cries about it a lot. She misses her dad. She wants to talk to her dad. And he is not as responsive as he used to be when me and him was together. Like, he was way more involved and active in her life obviously um but now that we're not together that's no longer a thing um for her and it bothers me a lot like because I don't want my daughters crying ever especially about no nigga I mean (laughs) I mean it is her father though but I be like thinking to myself like damn like she over here crying about her dad because he's not he's just like gone with the wind like he does I don't even think he realizes it like he doesn't realize how um the separation has affected our daughter um and I try to talk to him about it but it's really hard to talk to him about it because I don't think he's in a place where me and we could really talk about anything when it comes to co-parenting like I've tried to talk to him about everything when it comes to medical insurance it comes to um visitate like you know what days like I try to do everything as like to talk to him about everything without getting any courts involved like I feel like we're grown enough to to you know make things happen as far as raising our kids but I don't think he's at the point in his life where he wants to have that discussion because, let's be honest, he's not okay with the fact that we're not together. And it's understandable. You know, I get it. I'm not okay with it either, but it had to happen. Like, it literally did. It was so toxic. It was terrible. Like, let's be honest, you know, I know people say, oh, you can make it work, make things work. And it's like, we spent a very long time trying to make things work. And it just got to the point where it was like, it was either him or me. And it wasn't going to be me. You know, I'm not sitting here giving up on my life because of you. Like, you, no, you're not, (laughs) like... It was really, really, it was really, really toxic. And I think now that my daughter is getting a little bit older and she's being more mature, she's more mature than before that she's able to understand just why me and him had to not be together. Because I never talked about her dad to her as far as why we're not together or what's going on. Um, 
I feel like she was too young at certain points to even under like for to even have that conversation. So um we have that conversation when when it comes up like different things that comes up. But I think that she sees her dad her dad is now with another woman and they have a kid together now. So he sees the she sees the dynamic with them from the outside looking in and she's like that shit look toxic as hell like I don't ever remember my dad being like that and I'm like no he's always been like that like that's your dad like I'm not surprised at all (laughs) what the fuck is going on in their relationship because I mean it happened in mine and shit they ain't been together as long as me and him was together so she got some some shit ahead of her you know and I said that when they first got together, I was like, girl, just, just, just mind your business. Just mind your business. Try to spend time with your dad. Talk to him. Try to be honest with him. Try to be open with him. And she's like, you do it. You do it. You tell him. You tell him. And I'm like, I don't want to. I really don't. Because every time I do try to talk to your dad about stuff, you know, either the girlfriends getting mad and getting petty about shit because let's be honest, a lot of women aren't okay with being the second baby mom. A lot of women aren't okay with being with a guy that re- that they know really wants to be with, you know, the first baby mom. Like a lot of girls know what the fuck be going on. They know that the nigga really loved his baby mom, which is, you know, unfortunate. But I mean, you sign up for the shit, you got to ride with it. Um, so it's a lot of things that, um, makes the dynamic complicated. So I'm just like, look, daughter, I love you a lot. And I'm so sorry that you have to experience this. I really didn't want this to ever happen, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? And I can't keep going to your dad and venting to him about anything or trying to work things out with him because it feels like I'm being pushy. Like I'm pushing him to be what we need or want him to be. And if he's not going to do it, then if he doesn't understand, he's just not going to understand. He's, you know what I mean? So that's why I feel like parenting is ghetto because, well, co-parenting, my bad. Co-parenting is ghetto because you have two different people who have two different views and they're in two different places at two different times and trying to come together just makes things messy and it seems very toxic and and it's giving me Jerry Springer vibes. It's giving me Maury, Maury, Maury. Like, I don't got time for that shit. Like, nigga, go on about your way. You know, if... If I could, like, I would just never talk to you ever again. And that's fucked up that it has to be that way, but it is what it is. So, basically, I'm sharing my story and my experience with you guys because if anybody's going through what I've been through or have been through what I've been through, um, you know, we're not alone. Like, that's one thing I want I want people to realize is that you're not alone when you're going through anything in life. This shit is normal, especially these days. Like, this is 2020. Like, who the fuck is together, like, after COVID? Especially after COVID. If you still together after COVID, bitch, I don't know. You're, not only is your immune system strong, but so is your spirit. Because that relationship I was in broke my motherfucking spirit, you heard? And co-parenting, it's like... my. Okay, so, like, I'm trying to constantly uplift my spirit, constantly uplift myself, constantly work on bettering myself, yada, yada. And I feel like when I start to co-parent or try to co-parent, that shit just be kicking my shit back down, kicking all my joy and everything back down because I'm dealing with a bitter nigga. And then, you know, I'm trying to support my kids and be the best mother I can be. But my my daughter is upset and sad that her dad ain't answered the phone for the past week. She ain't talked to him for the past week. You know, like, she's like, what's going on, dad? And then when she talks to him, he's like, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. What the fuck is you so... Never mind. Let me go... Never let me let me let go there. But yeah, so my kids make me extremely proud every day. I'm so in love with my kids. They're amazing, amazing. Um, My daughter is... She looks just like her dad, but she acts just like me. And she has a really big heart. 
Um, and my son, he looks like me, but he acts like his dad. Like, it's so annoying. <laughs> but my son also has a big heart, too. Like, he don't play no games about his mama, okay? Period. He don't play no games at all. Like, he five years old, but this boy think he grown, okay? Like, we just now started going back to the parks and socializing with other kids and stuff. And when kids try to bully him or comfort him, he he putting them dukes up. Like, he like, I'm right. Come on, let's go. He be hooking off on kids. He don't even care how old you is. You older than him. He going to climb and punch you in the face. Like, I'm like, you karate kid ass nigga. Get over here. High five. That's what I'm talking about. But anyway, so, um, like, it was funny. I was dating this guy. and He was, like, giving me flowers and stuff. Like, typically, you know, that's what niggas be doing. They be giving out fly flowers and stuff, you know, and gifts and stuff, which I like. And, you know, I, okay, I see you. But my son was like, okay, mom, that's enough. When are you going to stop getting a bunch of flowers? I'm like, what you mean? So I had to explain to my son um the dynamic of that you know um receiving flowers from your mate and you know people that are interested in you this is what guys typically do they give out flowers so every day wait no this is what he said to me after I explained that dynamic to him he was like um okay this whole house is about to be full of flowers and I don't know how I feel about that mom and I was like Oh, well, I love flowers. So he was just sitting back like, mm, you love flowers. Okay. So every day after school, he stops by like a bush of flowers and he brings me flowers home. I'm like, oh my God, my son is so amazing. I love him so much. Like, I thank God for my kids every day because I don't know where I would be or what I would be doing without them. Um, I felt like when, you know, I was with their dad um that this is all I wanted to do was like be with him and have all his big headed babies but obviously things went a different route and I do have my kids to show for that relationship but um even still like I think okay if I didn't have any kids I sit here and I think about what I would be doing and I'd probably be traveling the world, maybe because I really love traveling, but maybe not. I really don't know. I don't know where my headspace would be at because I feel like my kids have matured me so much and really taught me a lot. Being a parent taught me a lot about myself, really, like taught me a lot about the issues that I had. Being a parent forced me to heal, forced me to better myself, you know, forced me to care about myself because without my kids I don't think that I would care about myself as much as I do now I don't think that I would actually have faced it my traumas and my problems from my childhood and my dynamic with my my family I don't think that I would have really pursued to be an entrepreneur if it wasn't for my kids because the main reason why I want to be an entrepreneur or have like money come in without me working so hard is because I want to be more of a mom. I want to be able to be available for my kids. So therefore, I decided to make my own money when I can. And also, you know, sometimes I used to think like going to cosmetology school probably wasn't the best thing for me to do. Like I should have just you know, took my college career or degrees further. Like I did go to college um, after I graduated cosmetology school because at the time I was thinking that I should, you know, go for another career that would have a salary and benefits and all that stuff. And that was before I knew that I could still have a salary and benefits with being a cosmetologist. I just didn't know the ins and outs of it at the time. So I went to college and I um, got a degree in criminology and sociology. But now that that's over, I'm like, bruh, I make just as much money as I would make if I was working in those fields. That's crazy. But the difference is with me being a cosmetologist is that I have more time to be a mother, active mother with my children versus if I would have been um, a detective or um, anything in a criminal field or anything in a social working field, like I will be working 12 to 14 hour shifts versus I work like 
six hour to eight hour shifts now and I work like three to four days out of the week. Sometimes I could work more. Sometimes I could work less. My schedule is very flexible. So like if anything happens with my kids as far as getting sick or I need to take time off or I need to not be available because I want to have this day dedicated to my son for his birthday or holidays or if we want to take a family trip. And my schedule is super, super flexible to where I could be 100% or, you know, mainly committed to um, being there for my kids. And it also, it gives me time to be there for myself too, because I can't just be working and being a mother, you know, I have to also make time for myself. So I say all this basically to say that I don't know who I would be or what I would be if I wasn't a mother and I'm okay with where I'm at. I'm grateful for where I'm at. It may not be, um, end all be all I do have goals and you know I think things are going to get better as long as I keep trying but I feel like my kids are a big part of that and I thank God for them every day also being a single mother and you know it's like you don't have a lot of flexibility you know I couldn't imagine working 12 hour 14 hour shifts and not having the time to do anything else besides being a worker and and a mother like the way my schedule is or way that I have things set up it's like I have time to travel by myself travel with my kids be there for you know different things when it applies to my kids um I also have time to date and hang out with my friends and hang out with my family so it's like now I have more flexible time now that I'm not in college on top of that and I am just working one job I used to work like two three jobs um I'm just working one job now so basically um the other physical jobs that I had I'm kind of replacing them with entrepreneurship I started a um a hair extension company I launched my podcast but I haven't launched a hair extension company but I'm working on it and there's other things that I'm working on too um I don't plan on getting everything right, but I, I at least want to give it a try, a swing. And then I always have my college degrees to fall back on. I always have hair to fall back on, cosmetology, because with cosmetology, the thing about it is you can go anywhere in the world and do hair and makeup, and there's no limits to how much you can make. Like, you could be rich, like, doing hair. You could have multiple hair salons. You could have hair products. You could do makeup. You can travel doing anyone's hair you could go on tour with someone being their hairstylist like there's so many um opportunities with the things that I'm doing as far as podcasting as far as cosmetology and then also having you know a college degree just helps so much and I feel like also being a mother has helped with all those things I learned with being a mother I have a lot of more patience I'm able to understand people better like a whole lot better the more I become a parent I have developed more of a listening skill with becoming a parent and I have been parenting for a very long time 12 years and then also I was like a parent figure like a mother figure to my siblings my younger siblings on my mom's side so yeah being a mom is everything it's life um the only problem that I feel like I've ever had with being a mom is people and their judgments on single mothers, especially as a black woman. I feel like people are extremely hard on us and they expect so much from us. Like, I feel like if you couldn't get it from your mama, why the fuck you think you're going to get it from me? Don't be putting no high expectations on me because of your mommy issues. You need to go to therapy and you need to work on that and come back again. Because I'm not about to be held accountable for the shit that you went through. The only thing I'm going to be held accountable is for what I go through and what my kids go through. Okay? Because that's my motherfucking responsibility. Not your ass. So I feel like a lot of times people, they come to me or they come to single black mothers and they try to make us accountable for every fucking thing in this world and I'm just like pause have a seat before I put these paws on you like something because it's hard out here and I feel like we all trying we all trying but you not about to make me responsible or criticize me for any goddamn thing like I do what the fuck I have to do and I do the best with what I have or what was given to me okay and I can't 
you know, be hard on myself because life is already hard. So a lot of times I feel like that's the hardest thing about being a parent and a single parent is people's feedback from it and their judgment and how they feel about it. But I'm like, if you don't like something, move the fuck around. Like, period. Move away from me. Like, if you don't like anything about me from my head to my toe, to my spirit, to my soul, to the color of my skin, the width of my hips, the stretch marks on my hips, like the fact that I have two motherfucking kids and I go to work and I have time to turn up, play with my friends, go on several dates, um, you know, take trips, fly in and out the country. If you don't like anything about me, look, you need to go fuck yourself, okay? Because obviously you stressed out and something ain't going right. And you must not be getting no pussy and you must not be getting no motherfucking dick in your real life because I don't understand why the fuck you worried about what the fuck I got going on in my motherfucking life. Okay, I don't be bothering nobody. Y'all motherfuckers out here popping pills and popping pussy for every goddamn nigga you ever met in your goddamn life. You niggas is out here eating ass. Okay, you niggas is out here sleeping on beds on the floor. Come on now. And you worried about what the fuck I'm doing? I'm doing motherfucking good, bitch. I know a lot of motherfuckers that ain't got no motherfucking kids, but have more motherfucking abortions than a fucking clinic altogether. Motherfucker, you the motherfucking biggest ass, um, fucking, um, client they got they got you on the vip list up in the uh, abortion clinic motherfucker shit they look i know some of y'all niggas got a monthly subscription at the abortion clinic because y'all stay taking bitches to the clinic y'all stay getting abortions because y'all niggas don't want motherfucking kids but you don't also want them to pull out hey do what you gotta do boo boo but at the end of the day don't come for me don't come for me at all at all don't come for the fact that i'm a mother like that was my motherfucking decision and i take care of my motherfucking kids don't nobody take care of my kids every goddamn day ain't nobody out here dealing with no fevers ain't nobody dealing dealing with no doctor's appointments ain't nobody dealing with feeding these motherfuckers every day uh 24 7 okay nobody's over here cleaning clothes and putting them up and buying new clothes and doing all this stuff and doing their hair doing homework (laughs) can i go on or should i stop here because at the end of the day nobody is sitting here being a parent for my kids but me okay and yeah people do help me out and people have helped me out but those not the motherfuckers that's sitting here trying to kick single mothers black backs in or mothers in general like don't be trying to kick my motherfucking back in at all y'all can kiss my ass and it's always a nigga that can't fuck that always got some shit to say about a bitch who got motherfucking kids and she's single like it be the main motherfucking niggas that want to fuck on a mother a single mother a hot mom okay it be y'all niggas that always got something smart to say if you didn't want us and you weren't eligible to have us that sounds like a you motherfucking problem nigga okay and then they have this notion that single mothers is looking for a stepfather or someone to take care of their motherfucking kids let me tell you something it's a lot of motherfucking people that don't have any support yeah okay and they may need help or want help but not all of us honey okay my kids got a dad and they know who the fuck their daddy is okay and at the end of the day they don't want no other motherfucking dad they want their dad they don't want no new dad they not walking around here like are you my daddy like let's be real y'all niggas need to stop watching too many fucking movies like stop with the movies stop with the cap and for real and i'm gonna get on you bitches that's fucking these niggas um that has baby mamas too because y'all bitches be thinking that shit sweet the shit that happened with me you think would never happen to you because you're better you think your pussy's better the fuck you think you different if a nigga do one bitch one way why the fuck you think it wouldn't happen to you and then when you dumb bitches turn around and you have a baby by the same nigga that ain't shit the same nigga that was doing his first baby mom his second baby mom dirty you thought the fuck he wouldn't do it to you what the fuck make you think you was any different or is any different. You bitches be talking so much shit about bitches. But then when you in the same motherfucking foot. You want somebody to have sympathy for you. Close your mouth. Mind your business. Okay. 
this is what I'm be talking about when I was talking about in my other episode when I was talking about people don't even have real sympathy or empathy anymore. Motherfuckers be in people's business just to gossip about it. You know what I mean? To to try to make them feel better about their shit. Like, girl, bye. Y'all motherfuckers gonna learn today, okay? Because it's it's not a game out here, okay? It's not a game out here. Don't ever think for a moment that motherfuckers is just out here doing doing what you see in the media. Don't let the media fool y'all, okay? Don't let Jerry Springer and Maury fool y'all to thinking that those type of dynamics is everybody's dynamics because it's not. Like, it's really not. Like, the fuck? And then what kills me, I be on Clubhouse. I don't know if y'all, you know, are on Clubhouse, but I am on Clubhouse as close to Chelsea. I'm on close to Chelsea everywhere, every platform, okay? So, uh, follow me. If you can, I'll follow you back. But, anywho, so I be hearing these niggas, like, talk about this Kevin Samuels and his point of views and all this stuff about single mothers. I don't give a fuck about Kevin Samuels and what the fuck he got to think. That nigga want clout. And who he getting clout off of? Black motherfucking women. Who he getting clout off of? Single motherfucking women. He know better than Jerry Springer. He know better than Maury. So, if you talk shit about them niggas, make sure you add him into the motherfucking list. The only difference between... Um, Kevin Samuels and Maury is, and um, um, Jerry Springer is that Jerry Springer and Maury is passive aggressive, and then Kevin Samuel is aggressive. Okay, he, I think Kevin Samuels can be more aggressive in his 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 uh delivery on black women because he is a black man. But these white men, they're being more passive about the delivery of the message, um, about people, about black people especially. Like, come on now. I'm no fool, okay? I'm not stupid. Highly educated, street smart, and book smart. Let's get that straight. And you niggas can't fool me at the end of the day. Uh, you bitches can't fool me either. I know hate when I see one. I know jealousy when I see one. A lot of times, these bitches that don't have no kids is mad because they never been with a nigga that wanted to even have a kid by them. No nigga, even if they do get you pregnant, bitch, they be ready to beat you the fuck up so you can get an abortion. Let's talk about that one, okay? Let's talk about the fact that you can't have a nigga baby because nobody wants to give you their baby. Now, see, I don't like to be all negative and shit like that, but that goes out for anybody that comes for a motherfucking single mother. That's anybody that comes for mothers at all. I'm gonna put you in your motherfucking place and I'm gonna tell you exactly how the fuck I feel about bitches like you. Because a lot of y'all niggas and a lot of y'all bitches come from single mothers. And a lot of times, what I come to find out is your mom's a hoe. Okay? your mom's a hoe and you got mommy issues and like i said before you need to go to therapy and take that shit up with your therapist because you come over here i'm gonna send you right the fuck back where you came from okay so i want to move on to dating after becoming a parent <laughs> um basically i just went the fuck off so excuse me um <laughs> I'm telling you, ooh, I be like, these people got me fucked up. Like, I felt like it was going to be real hard for me to date after being a mother. Like, what? I'm like, oh my God, the media is giving real never again. Um, Everything was just like against me I felt like with dating but I had to go into it with the open mind and at first it was a whole bunch of like ill 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 situations because niggas just automatically assume that just because you have kids you've been popping your pussy all over town and they just think you just gonna pop it over like that shit was so scary to me like I'm like wait a minute I don't even know this guy like oh my god I'll have you go back to your baby daddy real quick and that's exactly why a lot of people still fucking their baby daddy and baby mama because it's scary in these streets like don't nobody want to just be fucking on anybody and shit and then I end up realizing that it was really uncomfortable for me to fuck niggas because I was so used to fucking a certain type of way. Like, it was very naughty, 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 okay? It was naughty. Mm. And when I start dealing with other niggas, I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. And I like doing it, you know? Ugh. And then niggas start doing things differently. And I'm like, I don't really like that. I don't know if I like you like that. Like, Oh my God, it was just so hard for me. It was so much anxiety about it. So that's why like, I end up being the type of female who was like, let me just 
take things easy and try to really get to know these men and see if I even like them, if I even want to take it to that level, yada, yada, yada. I end up having this whole, like, vetting process. So I feel like, you know, as a single mother, you have to find your find, find yourself first, you know, see what you're comfortable with what you like, what you don't like, what you're okay with. And then um, also have like a vetting uh, process when it comes to these guys. Like if it's worth your time, you need to find out your value because what you're worth. Like, first of all, if you're, you, you, you have kids, you're worth something. You know what I mean? Like motherfuckers is out here really paying for that shit. Like it's top tier, you know? Um, it's giving real <laughs> top tier vibes. You know, some of y'all bitches can't have, let me stop. I ain't, I don't want to go there because I don't want y'all to be mad at me. But I'm just saying, like, you do have a value as a woman if you're able to have kids. And then every nigga wants a mom. Is it just me? It seems like niggas want moms. Like, they go after moms because they want a mom. Like, they want to be with a woman because of those motherly qualities that women typically have. Um... Yeah, I'm just not going to talk about women right now that don't have kids or whatever. But I'm, I am I just feel like that's why, like, men that go for moms typically want to deal with moms because they have that motherly thing about them. Um, So I feel like you have two different men that you meet when it comes to dating. You have the immature, childish, mommy issues, and deceitful ass niggas who try to use the fact that you have kids so they can exploit you and use you and shit like that for your good qualities for your home cooked meals for your motherly duties for your love and caring and nurturing and motherfucking support you got those type of niggas that try to devalue what you have going on so they can just use you but then you have on the flip side you have men out there, I call these men, real men, that actually appreciate everything that you have to offer, okay? And I'm not talking about a girl that has nothing, like, the best thing she got to offer is pussy, or the best thing that she has to offer is you coming out your pocket to take care of kids that's not yours. I'm not talking about that, because real men know when they're dealing with a real woman, that's not what the fuck it is, okay? It's not about that. So I feel like the other, t that type of man that you end up running into is a man that just genuinely appreciates you for who you are, and what you have to offer, and what you bring to the table, and and if you don't know what a woman with children can bring to the table, then baby, guess who you are? You ain't him. You're not it. You're not it. It's not you that I'm talking about. You're not that man that I'm talking about. There's a lot of men out here like that that don't disrespect women because they have kids. And I think that does come along with maturity because I think like because i like I think when you're in your twenties and you're a mother in your twenties, like you're you're and you're dating in your age range, like you're dealing with a bunch of immature adolescents ass little boys who has mommy issues and yeah. So, but when a man starts getting mature and they start getting grown around like in their thirties and you know they start to hit their forties, you know, <laughs> really that's when they start to see like you know the value of women, the value of relationships, the value of a union and stuff like that. So um, not every man waits until they're damn near a senior to get mature. Some men never mature and then some men actually just mature very young. So um, I don't know which one you guys are out there, but maybe it wouldn't hurt for you to self-evaluate self-reflect and see what type of man you are and why your life is not adding up or perfect either because half of you niggas out here complaining about women especially women that you don't want if you don't want somebody why are you complaining about it but you know it, it's obviously something wrong but hey who am i to fix other people's problems i have enough of my own i'm just here to speak on how i feel share my experience share my truth keep it real open and unfiltered baby but yeah so this wraps up my today's episode thank you for listening and remember be unapologetic about you 
I'm going to be unapologetic about me. And remember, healing is only offensive to people who benefit from your brokenness. Happy Mother's Day to all my queens. Celebrate yourself. Enjoy your day. Go get your nails done. Go read a book. Go go do whatever the fuck you want to do, bitch. Like, the fuck? Shit. I know the fuck I am. It's like, nah, I'm going to be at work. But tip me. That's what I, that was the choice I made. Because I like working on Mother's Day. So I get my money. Honey. Uh, honey. Honey. Get my money. Honey. Follow me on Instagram, Kosa underscore Chelsea. Follow my podcast Instagram, the underscore situation underscore talk. I'm now on many, many, many different platforms, podcasting platforms on that. But once again, I wanted to say happy Mother's Day. I love you. If ain't nobody else ever tell you, ain't nobody tell you today. I love you. You are smart. You are kind. You are important.